Mr. President, I have an amazing discovery that I have to tell you. What is it? Tell me, son. You are we very were so wrong about global warming. We actually need to burn way more fossil fuels to save the environment. Hmm, that's uh, an interesting theory. Uh, sounds ridiculous, but I'm, uh, I'm willing to hear it. Uh, could you nutshell it for me? Maybe just a couple sentences? I don't have much time. Yeah, basically what it is, is there has to be a ton of gas, uh, in the atmosphere, and he fades out, and <laughs> pitching tent starts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was very disappointing. <laughs> I guess we should add that John asked us specifically not to go very long with the sketch this time. Probably because he's feeling a little under the weather. Under the weather? But it's summer! The weather's so good! Yeah, it's pretty good. This is Pitching Tense, uh, with us, Sean Lemmy. Colin John Otney. God damn it, Colin! <laughs> like I had earned the second slot since I had I know we're talked. doing things faster now, yeah. but <laughs> this never happened before. It's gotta be one name at a time. Uh but if you didn't catch them, I'm assuming you just know who we are by now, by our voices. Mm-hmm. Uh Nancy's not here this week. Our first, I think, pitching tents without him or someone else in the fourth seat. Uh, as far as Nancy, he is on a mission to Mars, actually, right now. Have we done that one for him? I don't uh, think so. I feel like you're always like, he's in prison, or, or it's been he's got a yeah, court date or something, or he's very right. ill. Or he's stuck in a 127 hours-like situation. Alright, so he's uh, uh, sequestered on the space shuttle on the way to Mars. And uh, Satellite just 127 houred him. So he couldn't phone in this week. <laughs> God, that would be a good movie. He's, He's got to chop off his arm in space. It's like gravity plus 127 hours. It's the tensest thing you could imagine. Imagine all the blood like floating around. <laughs> Gross. I'm just going to look at it. Maybe instead of cutting it off at one part, the person just decides to like, cut a hole in the spaceship and have it sucked out into the cold vacuum of space. <laughs> like, Sean, do you remember when we were kids and we watched that movie Space Truckers? Barely. With Dennis Hopper? And there's this scene where... It's the same director of Robot Jocks. I remember that. Anyways, this guy, they're like in this space diner, and there's this fat guy who's being a jerk, and then there's this hole in the side of the cafe... And his whole body, like this is a huge, this is like 300, you know, pound, stout kind of boss hog looking guy. Like his whole body gets sucked through this tiny hole and you see him like collapsing inward. And it's like the really bad effect, but it's also like the scariest thing ever. <laughs> like that is, in terms of violent death, that's up there. Being sucked out into space through a pinprick hole. I don't think that can happen, but. <sighs> yeah, that'd be bad. Generally try to avoid that situation uh like most of the situations we're going to be talking about this week uh in honor of jurassic world and terminator genesize we are and goosebumps is that out the trailer's out i saw the trailer 
It's 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 got nerds fucking up because he wrote all these books and now they're they're coming back to come after everybody. I guess it's just hard to buy Jack Black as a writer for some reason. It's too wacky. He'll show you it's when too, that movie comes it's out. Too physical. <laughs> well, who'd be a good com- like writer in a comedy movie targeted for children? Will Ferrell? I don't think so. I don't know that there is anybody. Yeah, that's a good question. Writers Owen just Wilson? Oh, 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 Ben Stiller. Yeah. He's bookish enough. You could do it. Name my real stain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know really really know what you kids are doing here, but uh Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know what this movie is. Uh so yeah, we're doing movies centered around nerds fucking things up. Do nerds fuck things up in Terminator? Yeah, I from what I understand, the new uh, plot is that Skynet's like an app that <laughs> is going to get on every smartphone in the world, and that causes Judgment Day. Uh, I think the app is called Genesis, but then you're like, uh-oh, it's Skynet! Uh oh, so twist. But I mean, I, I think I don't know how they explain how they get an app on everyone's phone because fucking Colin over here wouldn't be downloading any new apps. Uh, it kind of just sounds like it's written by people that don't really know anything about the internet. <laughs> it's just like, everybody likes apps. Yeah. I think there isn't an app that everyone has. Except for the ones that come in pretty yeah, loaded yeah. on your phone. I guess we'll have that U2 album. That's <laughs> true. Hope that doesn't come back to kill us. <laughs> Please tell me that's somebody's pitch. Hmm? What, what would that be? A rock I, band's is it, album? Is it like a Steve Jobs like biopic style thing that's about U2's decision to put that album out for free? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Starring Colin Farrell as Bono. <laughs> Finally. The role he was born to play. And Liam Neeson as the Edge. <laughs> so he's like 20 years older than Bono. <laughs> Tell me he wouldn't look good at that <laughs> ensemble. Ridiculous. <laughs> the beanie on playing guitar. I'm not gonna do it, Bono. It's a bad idea. Push it all those pedals with his foot. The other guys you never really see because they're kind of like in the background. It's kind of blurry. That's just being accurate to the story. (laughs) So how do we want to do these? What order do we want to do them in? That's a solid question, my friend. Uh, Colin, you mentioned maybe having a gimmick to make up for the fact that there's only three of us? Did that um, come to fruition? We could do a fourth one. Um, do you want to just get to that later and have do the actual pitches that we have now, I guess? Sure. Alright. Well, since mine was basically just something that someone mentioned yesterday, I haven't really had time to think about it, so maybe you guys can help me think about it now. And... It's it's more of like old school nerds fucking it up, like mad scientist stuff. I think you guys already know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and that's the cat. 
So basically the way I see it is there's a scientist, the biggest nerd you can think of. Who's the hugest nerd you can think of? Just like you look at him and you want to beat him up. Does anyone come to mind right off the bat? I mean, everyone wants to beat up Paul Dano, but... <laughs> there you go. It's Paul Dano. Dano. Okay. <laughs> for now. For now. And he works for, like, a pharmaceutical company, and he wants... He's, like, per- doing this presentation on, like, putting cat DNA into people for, like... I'm try- I was trying to think of what the best traits a cat could give to a person are. What I came up with is always laid to God your feet. Just, like, grace. <laughs> Perpetual like grace. super graceful yeah. people. <laughs> I would have gone with the nine lives thing, but I don't know. Like, that's kind of weird. Cat, that's not really. That's not actually true. So, you could maybe bend it. You know, what usually works in those kind of ideas is when there's like a certain like illness where like, I, oh, if only they had that one cat trait, they wouldn't have to worry about this. <laughs> maybe just having super agile would like less people would get. What about that disease that you can get from scooping up cat litter that like makes you not afraid of death? You know what I'm talking about? Like it's supposed to infect like mice so that mice aren't afraid of cats. The cats just eat the mice. Okay. So yeah, just it just makes you like the ultimate badass basically and super graceful. So graceful. And he's like doing a presentation, but and he's going into the boardroom in his pharmaceutical company. But everyone's just laughing at him for his poor presentation ability. They're just like pointing and yelling at him and going, nerd, nerd. And then like it, the worst comes when like a guy gets on the table and ties his shoelaces together. So on his way out, he falls down. So he's just making an ass of himself. And his boss has to be someone who's like totally not like a nerd. But like it's like why is he the ch- like head of a pharmaceutical company but still? It doesn't really matter. You know, someone like big, robust. I was thinking like maybe Jim Belushi, but that's kind of like C-list. So How about Tay Diggs? Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is too cool, I feel like. <laughs> too cool? Too handsome. Do you, do, you want, do you want a fat guy? He doesn't have to be fat. When you say but... big, I thought just like a super muscular guy. Oh. <laughs> like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. What if like all the guys in the boardroom are like played by WWF wrestlers? Yeah, they're just all jocks. Like yeah, John Cena's there, and they're just pointing and laughing at him. He's like, "Fine, I'll have to go. I'll, I'll go. I'll try this on my own. You'll see. You'll see." And he, he brings it back to his lab. I'm not sure if it should be just like a serum, or obviously this is inspired by the fly to some extent. Uh, or if it should be like some sort of teleportation device. I think it should just keep it to some sort of serum. Keep it basic. And he tries that. And he like uh, he lives in like an apartment or something with like his sister. And I haven't decided if she like if is like allergic to cats or or maybe she like would really need the cat gene. You know, like if he could do it for someone close to his family, mm-hmm. like how in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, he's like my dad has Alzheimer's, so we need to do research with apes. Mm-hmm. I still haven't come up with that beneficial trait that a cat has, though. I guess to be not afraid of death. Maybe it's just depressed, like, afraid of death, and he wants to help her out. So he injects himself with the serum, and it, like, at first it doesn't really seem like that much is, like, going on. But then it's, like, he starts, like, knocking over glasses and, like, being a dick and, like, trying to crawl in, like, boxes that are too small. 
You know, like how a cat does. All your typical cat stuff, sleeping on tables. And then there's got to be like a great scene where like, I guess, this is getting into superhero territory, but like where he uses cat-like powers to like stop someone. It's like you he know, rubs like up against their legs. How does that stop someone from doing something? <laughs> Isn't that like a pickup kind of? <laughs> That'd be for like a really like explicit cat sex scene later in the oh, movie. Oh man, have you seen, Maybe he finds have like you an seen how cats flood. have sex in real life? <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever be asked that question. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Now that I think about it, I, I don't know really how cats have sex. In they don't either. just do it like the regular animals in nature, where one's kind of bent over and the other's just kind of leaning up against it. It's, it's kind of like that. It's pretty aggressive. It's a lot of growling and biting. <laughs> but yeah, if he could find. Like, I mean, I've always nice... seen street cats having sex. Maybe domestic cats have a different, more refined. <laughs> what do you mean you've only seen street cats having sex? When? You're just on the street? <laughs> I watched this documentary about this, I think it was in Rome, this, like, area where there's just, like, a million wild cats, and it's just, like, a little sucking. cat society in cat the middle Cat sex of Rome. avenue. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's part of life, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, he's doing all this stuff. He, I guess he goes claws. His hair keeps falling out, like shedding. It's getting all over the damn place. And his sister's like, I don't know, maybe she's allergic? Does he Anyways. clean himself? What? Does he clean himself? Oh, yeah. He cleans himself. There's like a weird scene with like, kind of like that music that you'll see in movies where they're like just kind of like tickling the strings of a cello. He's like licking his whole body. It's not like actually scary, but for some reason they're making it really intense. <laughs> he's doing that thing where he's sitting on the ground. He's got like one leg like way up high. And he's licking at his crotch. Yeah, but he's like getting like really cool and confident too. Oh yeah, and like, ooh, and here's a couple other ideas. One, I was thinking he has to go back to the uh, do another like uh, meeting at some point. And this time, you know how the first time they like tied his shoes together, and fell over. He, they got to tie his shoes together, and he like sus, like somehow lands on his feet even after tripping because cats always land on their feet. So that'll be like one example of like, dude, this guy's not the same anymore. Like something's <laughs> changed. And like may- maybe after that, like Brock Lesnar like really respects him, and like he starts to actually like do good at his job. <laughs> I'm gonna ask if, if this is a viable idea. If we wanted to create some sort of conflict towards the end, would it be a good idea if Brock Lesnar decided to inject himself with some sort of dog serum and try to fight him? Well, where are you going to get dog serum? Yeah, Colin. Is that yep, just lying cat, around? Cat serum isn't lying around. Well, here's the thing. I had one. I did have some, uh, some conflict in that I, I, at some point, he's going to get too much power, like with this cat stuff. He's going to become like just the biggest dick, and he's going to be like a—he's going to start mutating and look all gross. Not like quite like cat, like one of those like cats without the fur, but it's Paul Dano. And this is where I wanted to bring in the sister as like either like a fiance or like a ex-boyfriend or whatever, who's basically Jackson Galaxy from. <laughs> <laughs> from my cat from hell, oh, that show. Yeah. All right, where the guy has the uh, the guitar case full of cat toys. <laughs> Except you can't call him Jackson Galaxy, so his name's got to be Johnson Universe. <laughs> of course, 
and he's like really sensitive and he's always like crying because cats are so beautiful um i don't know who he could be like you know like vin diesel or something good like that or bruce willis i'm just naming off bald guys anyone want to throw any other jason i would love to see jason statham play a really emotional cat trainer intensely in love with these cats so he's Johnson Universe. There's got to be a part then where Paul Dano cat like is just like cr- like in a closet in the house that they just can't give to come out. Just like on that show, he's like <laughs> that'd be like really scary. I'm gonna have to end. feed him from my hand. <laughs> and he like it gets like ripped off. <gasps> and you see it is because it's hyper realistic. They like actually. Does every actually, movie have to have hyper realistic violence now? They actually hire like a, a like a person who's willing to lose their hand for this movie. Like that's how realistic it is. It's 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 real. Like he's got hand cancer or something, so he's like, eh, it's for a good cause. I can get rid like of it. the some of the budget or, or some of what they're going to take in is going to go to charity. It's 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 for a good cause, but yeah, I don't really have a good way to link that back to, I guess yeah, Brock Lesnar was his boss. I never did say his sister was. I didn't establish that character very well. Um, she could be Kristen Wiig, I guess. <laughs> That'd be funny, right? Yeah, that's fine. I could I could definitely imagine her in a relationship with Jason Statham as a cat. <laughs> I don't even know you call that whisperer. Cat. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Guru. I guess what I'm trying to decide is if when Paul Dano goes back to another press conference, not press conference, excuse me, just meeting with his boss, is he presenting the same thing or a different thing? Like, because I feel like there sh- there should be some progress made there. He could get close to his boss and just like. And just kill him at some point, and then that's not the main conflict. The main conflict it would be like him between the cat whisperer. Well, I mean, what that would sounds cat pretty good to me. She pushed him out the window. What are good? There's got to be a better cat-themed death than just falling out a window. <laughs> I just, I just try to think of every cat video, but none of them ever ended with murder. There's that great one of that guy behind the house who's trying to, like, pick up that cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that animal control guy, I think. Or maybe it's, like, a guy on a, some sort of animal show. It's a popular video on the internet. We've watched it. The cat is, like, tearing up his arm. Oh, are you thinking of Pinky the cat? <laughs> I think so, He's yeah. He's a very loving cat. <laughs> He's like, I think he, like, jumps on his dick. <laughs> rips that to shreds. It was. I think it's just his leg. I think he just it, like no. I no. He like climbs up his leg. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and he takes a big bite out of it. Right. It's been a while since I've seen this. Maybe I'm exaggerating. He's a very loving cat. He should like do that to Brock Lesnar, but it's during some sort of like big event, so like a lot of people see it. <sighs> but there, there's got to be more than just scratching him up. What do cats do? Or maybe you just it, you did. Maybe like you, you see all that scratching up, and then you like cut away, and everyone's just like, "Well, what happened?" And then like he comes home, like, "What happened?" And he like coughs up a huge hairball, and it's just the corpse of Brock Lesnar. So like, <laughs> I thought it'd yeah. just like be his head. Just, like, I guess the whole body is a lot to it's ask. Like a snake. 
<laughs> but I think you're on the right track. I feel like that's that's a thing cats do is they go kill something and then they bring it into the house to show off how awesome it is that they killed it. He's like trying to impress his sister. Yeah. They don't eat the whole body and regurgitate it. <laughs> Just rips off his head. Do you think it's good to cut away so it's a surprise? Mm-hmm. You don't want to see him eat the whole head and then throw it up again. No, like, I don't know why nice, It's a nice touch of you. It's 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 very suspenseful. Uh-huh. It's like a. You, sometimes you use your imagination to like to make the scariest moments. It's what you don't see, <laughs> except that you do see a cat throw up Brock Lesnar's head. So, John, right now our story is a guy is made fun of. As a mm-hmm. result, he makes himself a cat man, and yes. he uses that power to show off uh, yes. and torment and kill his boss. So far. It's kind of like Willard, I guess. Willard and the fly combined. Um, um, so are we hurtling towards some sort of comeuppance, or is he just going to get out of this and just be out there? Those movies, I feel like, never end with... Uh, like it being in favor of the of the protagonist, like person always like it comes back to bite him in the ass for like playing playing God essentially. So so, so what's the cat nightmare? I guess a large body of water. <laughs> what? Yeah, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What else? Dogs? Yeah, we talked about dogs. There's got to be some catnip jokes in there, right? Yeah, that's like weed, right? He's getting super baked on catnip. Like he got, he has this drug dealer that he goes to, but he just buys catnip from him. Mm-hmm. That's like those parts are funny. They're hilarious. It's like Horatio Sands or something. <laughs> sure. They're like so funny, you're crying. Because <laughs> this movie needs some of that. Wow. I don't know what's going on in those scenes. <laughs> it's so funny, we're crying. Just like the best, like one line. Yeah. <laughs> Just get like a like a comedian to come in and do like basically some stand up. You should get Mark Marin in this. Mark Marin likes cats. Mark Marin is a cat drug dealer, and then he just starts doing some stand up. It's really good. And people are just dying. Well, it's a bit of a diversion. It, it seems weird because Mark Marin would just like make it all about him. <laughs> it wouldn't be about the cat. Well, that, that eventually, like the cat, like the, he likes it at first when he visits his drug dealer and does the stand up. But then he goes back again later, and he gets pissed off, and like cats like all the attention, so he'd have to kill him too. <laughs> Regurgitate his head. Yeah, he just attacks him, and then again comes back and then throws up his head right next to the where Brock Lesnar head is still. <laughs> now, but now it's like slightly decomposed and flies all over it. Because he has like a lair, like in the in like in the garage, and it's just the like litter everywhere, and there's like heads and turds and dead birds. It's really gross. That scene's in a 3D IMAX because it's so gross. So you could like this movie is switching from laugh so hard you cry stand up comedy to some of the most horrific visuals you will ever see on film. It really wants to attack your senses, and it's a very abrasive film. But yeah, you're right that we still need to come up with something that that ties into him being a cat. That's his downfall because it's like, oh well, see, like there's the one reason you wouldn't want to be a cat is because that'll happen. Uh, there's let's see, what else happens to cats? Uh, they get euthanized, hit by cars, <laughs> hit by cars. That's a good one. Um. 
You have to you have to be like pretty creative way from get hit by cars or get hit by a lot of cars. I'm just trying to think of all my cats that die, but it's always just like really lame. It's always like, oh, you got a urinary tract infection. <laughs> he drank. He ate, he was drinking too much milk. He should get a urinary tract infection now at some point. <laughs> like he's drinking too much milk and he realizes he can't do that and it's like hurting him. And, and Johnson Universe is like, you're hurting. I can see him. You're hurting, man. <laughs> Forgot that Jason Statham was in this. He definitely loses his hand in the cat lair the, uh, scene. It flies off towards the audience. Whoa! <laughs> it grabs the camera lens. Well, you know I do love pandering 3D scenes. <laughs> Very prana 3D. But a cat death, that's a tough one. What if an eagle swoops down and picks him up <laughs> and eats him? That could be really interesting. Seems kind of random. Okay. It, 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 it's not random if you, like, hint at it earlier somehow. <laughs> if there's, like... Like, oh, I always like to go to this zoo, but the bird escapes like a week ago. You know, that's <laughs> super lame, but <laughs> like his sister like used to really like to go to this zoo. And maybe like the final act is at the zoo. Like there's a scene where he's like he like gets confronted by a lion and they like growl at each other, but they're like they're cool because they're both like felines, so they don't fight. Yeah, uh, they but just then like all over the place. Yeah, and he's like setting animals loose because he's like, cats are not animals, they're people. I don't know what he's trying to say. He's just like, maybe he starts to hate mankind. Brothers! He's trying to like, he's just letting all the cats loose, nothing else. And then like all the cats are like coming after Kristen Wiig and one handed Johnson <laughs> Universe. And it's like, hey, remember that eagle that or whatever they said escaped at the beginning of the movie? Because maybe like, maybe the first scene after. His bad presentation. His sister tries to cheer him up by taking him to the zoo. See how, see, see how I'm going? And then and then they come back to the zoo, and the eagle swoops up. Whoa! Picks him up. Uh, you, you get one of those GoPro cameras. <laughs> you attach it to, like, a really realistic eagle puppet. It's just flying through the air. And then it takes him place, and you just see it eat him. Really? His whole body. Like... Like the credits are on screen and you're just watching him get eaten. I figured it happened before the credits. You're saying that the, it ends and it's dying. It like over plays the like the Hulk TV show song. And you just watch this eagle eat this cat, man. And you get up at when, and go when you're ready. When you get s- sick enough looking at it. <laughs> it's like a thing. It's like how long can you make to the end credits of the cat? They put a they put a clock on the screen. <laughs> Timer. <laughs> do, do we need a better name than the cat? It's ob- It's just the fly, but it's really not that much like the fly. Just Catman. Catman Doom. Catman Doom. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, you, you know he's doomed from that title, but isn't there a song called Catman Doom? The Bob Seger song. Yeah, he does like a a different song for this called Catman Doom but it's just a re- reworking of that song it plays during one of the love scenes what are, what are the love scenes he I guess we didn't really tie in that I guess he could just go there like 
once or twice. Like there's just like a, a cat subculture of people who like to like do cat play oh. and dress up like cats. So he's and like he gets their into ultimate that. fetish. And it's got to be another one of those things where it's like the first time he goes, it's great. Second time he goes, he takes it too far, and like scratches people up. And like what's wrong with you, you freak? Yeah. And he like kills everyone there. Hisses at them and stuff. Because that's the thing. You always got to show off how great the abilities are at first, but then later, it's like, oh wait, they're not great. Shouldn't have played God. Just, you're just a nerd fucking up. Brock Lesnar was right. <laughs> Catman Doom. Considering I had very little going into it, I'm pretty happy with the end result. Right at all. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> really violent. He kills a lot of evil. <laughs> Jason Statham makes it out, and so does his sister. Oh, that's good. They'll be happy together. But she, I don't know. She's not, she's not really into him that much. Yeah. It's kind of like... Still, they're alive. He likes the cats more than her. Yeah, that's that was the problem. That's why I was like saying earlier, it's like it's like a boyfriend. It's like an ex-boyfriend. Because for some reason, I can't imagine anyone would be with Jackson Galley for an extended <laughs> period of time. Just too much. They're still a good person. So, Catman Doom. What do we got next? I guess I'll go. I guess. Okay. So, the year is now. (laughs) Okay. Appropriate. (laughs) Good start. And you know how things are now. They suck. They suck. But they suck real bad if you are just getting back from a war. Like our hero is. Uh, let's make him like an army ranger. Okay. I'm going to call him... Rascal Badge. <laughs> and he's coming home to his hometown... Of the fictional town of Sunny Hills, California. <laughs> okay. And he's like, that war was just the worst. When will mankind learn to treat each other better? Um, but he finds out that while he was gone at war, his whole family was killed by super criminals. And so Rascal Badge is like, I've got to, I've got to do something about this. And uh, so he gets a job uh, with this new, uh, like, local security company. They're like trying to help the police force out by, uh, by, by doing the things that regular cops can't do. And for a while things are good you see rascal you know uh just like arresting criminals just like regular cool cop stuff he's got like sweet gadgets and stuff and he's just like that guy's trying to steal a car i'm gonna shoot an emp at him so his cell phone explodes and he like arrests that guy and cool stuff like that and he meets a girl and like she's awesome she's like super hot 
He's got a name like Amber or Jennifer or Rachel. Uh, hot names. One of those hot names. Name, basically. I'm gonna go with Amber. Okay. Amber Templeton. So Rascal and Amber are happy. Things seem good in Sunny Hills, California. Um, and uh, he thinks maybe I can finally settle down. Maybe this will be my my career. I'll stay with this security company and and be happy. Uh, and he gets promoted a couple times, and he meets the head of R and D, um, whose name is gonna be. Reginald Husker <laughs> and Reggie, as they call him, is a, uh, a genius, and uh, he's the one who invented all the cool gadgets we saw earlier in the movies, like the like the EMP gun and like like a grappling hook, like Batman has maybe, like lots of sweet stuff that cops probably shouldn't have in the real world, but it's cool that they have them in the movies. And Reggie starts to like Rascal, and so he shows him his new greatest invention, the crime machine. Okay. Now, the crime machine is a machine is a robot that is capable of committing any crime. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't most people capable of committing any crime? No, it can like get away with any crime. Like perfectly. genocide. Oh yeah, anything. Stealing a rocket. Ship. Crimes against humanity included. <laughs> but Reggie thinks by having the crime machine on their side uh, and having good cops like Rascal, they'll be able to uh, figure out every criminal's plan as they're doing it and arrest them all do they just use the crime machine for like practice then that's how it starts like I feel like it would have to start though like with it just being a robot that can predict crimes that criminals are about to commit instead of them being like no this this thing is a crime machine like it's it's, it's got to like flip somehow where it's like he be he's so knowledgeable about crimes that he decides to start doing them himself. That's a smarter right? movie, Colin. But <laughs> no, I, it's literally just like I invented a crime machine. I, I see want... no reason how this could backfire. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I want Rascal to be like uh, like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. He's like, you done cooked up an ultimate crime committing robot. What were you thinking? It's probably not a good idea. Is that how he talks? In this movie? What were you thinking? Oh man, I don't know. I don't die. <laughs> it's gonna get into like I need rascal talks, but I feel like it'd be about that. I guess it probably would be. Okay. Okay. Would you? Is there more? <laughs> Let's work from there. Okay. I thought you were getting ready to plot some twist for these super criminals. Well, is there? They might come is that back. Not, what makes them super criminals? They just... Or is that just? Be, are you just being colorful? 
I guess I guess when you think super criminals, you probably think like the Joker, right? Oh. Yeah. Like That's just I just I hear super, I think superpowers. But that's not I, the case. I don't know if I want superpowers in this. I, like we already got cool sci-fi inventions. Mm. Or, or I thought you were going to tell me that what like the crime machine has actually been starting to commit crimes, and that was like his first one. Kind of like that it could if, be the twist. Well, I kind of like it if the super criminals are like the Joker, and that they're just trying to. There's all about anarchy and shit, and they're just trying to fuck things up. So it's like hard for the crime machine to predict what they're gonna do because they have no motivation. That, yeah. So you'd need it, right? That's a good idea. Yeah. So like, there's this anarchist group out there that's just like crime wave, basically. Yeah. They only kill. <laughs> no, I was gonna say they only kill whole families. <laughs> they they kill they kill families, but the dad. But that's really dumb. Because then you could have given them some sort of name about, like, oh. I'm trying to think of, like, a pun that has to do with family. I, I can't think of one. I'll come back to that. <laughs> this anarchist group. And this robot. So this robot is going to turn on them, and is he's going to start committing the ultimate crimes? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, does that have to do with the fact that this anarchist group is so unpredictable that, like... It corrupts him, or like it inspires him. That could, be, yeah. I mean, that opens up the possibility that at the end of the movie, you realize the crime machine was actually trying to save everyone. Which I don't know if that's the way we want to go. Maybe that'd be kind of interesting. I'm just wondering: is he gonna like band together with these guys, or is he gonna become like even more violent and evil than they are? Than the anarchist group, like is there just uh, just like do are these anarchist crimes going on plus uh, like a bunch of uh, other crimes on top of that? it's like Jurassic World where like they all meet up at one point and they're like no we're cool with each other like when the Irex meets the Velociraptors okay I see they have that scene and they like kind of team up yeah okay that could be good. Um, what's their so I guess yeah anarchy their goal is just annihilation it's just like a is uh what would you say it was it was called Sunny Hills it's like a small town like are they sticking just to this town pretty much <clears throat> but you know like shit's been going down here for a while that's why they have this uh, private security force with all these geniuses. Yeah. I guess like this group probably wants to like make their marks. Like everyone will remember this. Will remember Sunny Hills and what happened here. Oh yeah, this is where it all began. So that's like their territory. So how is Rascal Badge gonna fight back? Well, see, Rascal Badge was by far the best cop on this private security force, um, and he's got the one secret weapon that the crime machine could never have, and that's true love. Thanks to uh, that girlfriend, Amber Templeton. Amber, Amber Templeton. <laughs> What's uh, the scientist guy's name again? Reginald. Husker. Reginald Husker. <laughs> so good with names, man. So Amber I want, yeah, I want to get Amber involved in the plot somehow. Like, 
obviously we got sweet action where Rascal Badge is like, I can't believe this is happening. And he's like killing everyone anyway. Like he doesn't care, even though he's scared. Like he just kills everybody. But when things are getting bad, Amber's got to save the day somehow. If this was a True Transformers love. movie, she would like drive a tow truck. But in I don't know how that. In her thong, yeah. You'd see her like lean over for a little bit, and then she would help. You know, since I I don't feel like we need to keep up those those kind of cliches and and sexist kind of things. We should have the guy bend over and also have the thong seed. Yeah, and he like pulls his pants down a little bit. You can see some some pubes. And some pubes. <laughs> well, well, he's like, I wore this thong while parachuting into Afghanistan. My lucky. Every phone. day it's brought me good luck. Best. At the end, he has like use it like a slingshot. It's <laughs> a painful sling. Ugh. But maybe, so maybe she's like driving a tow truck and picks him up by his thong. <laughs> That's funny too. <laughs> Whoa! That sounds a little, a little ridiculous, but I'll—I definitely watch that. It is hard to think how you can beat someone with true love. I think that's the tricky. Well, part. he's got true love, and his other secret weapon—it's the law. So, like, the crime machine can think of how to get away with every crime, but it doesn't understand. How to purely uphold the law. So maybe maybe they could bust the crime machine on like tax evasion or something at the end. Probably not tax evasion, but I see where you're going. To court. <laughs> I don't think that's what, what people want to see. It seems like it should be just a sweet battle, but it's like Rascal's got no chance. Unless he gets like a giant mech suit or something. A giant mech suit. Well, they have lots of cool gadgets. They have lots do, of cool they have, gadgets. do they have any to their advantage? There should be one that doesn't seem that great, but then it's like it's actually like the best if you think about it. Like that thing that makes the phone explode. Like you realize, oh, this crime machine is actually just a giant phone. He's a giant phone. Because he's always been receiving our orders like a receiver on a phone. Oh, my God. You got to explain it so it seems really simple. But then you think about it, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. But you're too caught up. You're like, the rush has got you. She's like, oh, exactly. It's like a phone. Duh. Okay, I like that. And that's the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they, like, blow it up and it's not, like, quite dead. And then he, like... Sings a song? Sings a love song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like, that's an expression of love, right? Yeah, I guess. And the robot actually, like, smiles and then dies. Like, it kind of understands that love. Like, maybe earlier in the movie, the crime machine learns, like, what Amber and Rascal's, you know, their song is. And he's like, he's like, like, I don't understand. How can it be your song? You didn't write it. And then he sings it at the end. Yeah, like they're having like a company party. This is like before he's gone like bad mm-hmm. or something. And he's like watching them dance. <laughs> <laughs> about it. 
So before he goes bad, he's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. He's kind of their buddy. He's just another guy on the on the squad. And then he goes evil. Cool. It's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. I'm sure there's a movie like that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head where there's like some sort of creation that was invented for good that goes bad, but actually has like a personality that you like. I don't think that. I don't think they've ever done that. Because they've done like Robocop. There's that thing they create. Ed two oh nine, but like that thing is never like just hanging out. It is like a cool guy. <laughs> that thing's dangerous from day one. Kills that guy at that meeting. Yeah, that's like the first time we see it too. So, I don't know. It's that part sounds kind of original, I guess. Of like a friendly robot, but then he learns things. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> Uh, what, what okay, about, what so casting. We didn't really talk about that. Who's okay. Rascal Badge is yeah. Is he have a southern accent? He's got to, right? Okay, I'm trying to think of actors that can do a good southern accent. I mean, there's McConaughey, but Shia LaBeouf. I'm thinking more Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I can't do. I'm not casting Shia. LaBeouf. I wasn't. <laughs> he's already in Transformers too. I wasn't sure how old we were going. Yeah, you probably have to be like 20s, 30s. He's just getting out of the army. All right. Uh, so many of those guys are so boring, though. Yeah. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Please tell me there's somebody less boring than that. I'm looking up young male actors, but most of them suck. Like Jai Courtney. Who's interesting? Miles Teller's pretty funny. Yeah, I guess he's Maybe like a, a soldier guy in those uh, Divergent movies, right? Yeah. I guess <laughs> just, just a suggestion. Pull it off. I'm just throwing out names. Could he do the voice, though? What voice? Generic like southern. southern accent. Oh, this generic southern accent? Probably. Um... Who else? Daniel Radcliffe. As who? As <laughs> Rascal Badge. The main guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he's just too much of a nerd. He's not cool. <laughs> He'll never be cool. Sorry. <laughs> he had horns! Eh, horns aren't cool. That's what goats horns have. Cool. Goats aren't cool. Yes. So does Satan. Mm. He's not real. Real cool. I don't know why you have no, to that be attitude. Cool. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan's pretty cool. Are we just, just casting someone else from Fantastic Four? Four? <laughs> I'm just throwing out names. No one else. Oh, that other guy from Fantastic Four. Ew, Jimmy Bell, Tintin. I don't think so. Just do Miles Teller. All right, Miles Teller. Uh, How about Amber Templeton. Amanda Seyfried. All right, all right. Yeah, so that sounds like true love. What about Reginald Husker? <laughs> so reason I really didn't really get much of a feel so for that. I character. was thinking Larry Wilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Wilmore. Hey, come on, check out what this thing does. In his breakout role, I hope so. So you can stop doing that TV show. I guess. Yeah. This is going to have to be like a make or break it situation for him. There's not much Reginald Husker, so. 
But the voice of the crime machine is probably the most important casting. Right, right. The voice of the crime machine. Let's see. Who could that be? Um, well, so this person is all about justice, right? Yeah. Okay. Clint Eastwood's probably too old by yeah. now. No robot would sound like Clint Eastwood the way he sounds now. <laughs> okay, just checking. Um, everyone I'm thinking of is too old or too tough. What's the person? Like, everything is someone with like a soft voice. I guess anyone can be potentially be like. I feel kind, like sounding. it should be more of an authoritative voice, or is that a cliche? I don't know. <laughs> like Harrison Ford. Again, that's yeah. someone with a kind of an old voice. I just don't. <laughs> Why are they making robots sound so yeah, old? Like a middle-aged voice. Yeah. Like Tom Hardy. Yeah, who? So you know, you never know what British. Tom Hardy's gonna do. You cast him for his voice. You you could be casting anything. <laughs> Alright, someone I'm casting for their voice. Like John C. Riley, Buzz Reggett Ralph. Um, or. Silly. He's not silly. He'd be like. I can imagine him playing like sad. Um, sad sounding voice. Who sounds really sad? I'm gonna Google sad sounding voice actor. Oh, that did not work. All it did is bring up the Wikipedia for Droopy. <laughs> you guys remember that Droopy Tex Avery character? Yeah. I don't like this very much. <laughs> that guy? <laughs> the robot doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> you did a pretty good yeah, Droopy, Colin. I just went to a home bazaar. Now I'm gonna kill you. Sounds like it's gonna be Adam Sandler, then, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd take serious Adam Sandler just to break him out of his rut. <laughs> it's gonna be one scene where I think he goes crazy, though. He's like, I did what do, buddy. Mostly, it's like actually like it's like a pretty good performance. Because <laughs> like one part where he kind of just goes into his shtick. That sounds pretty good. That sounds interesting. I like what Adam Sandler does a good job. He just does a good job in movies that no one wants to see or aren't you know successful. <laughs> so I hope that doesn't ruin this film. So you're saying he was great in The Cobbler? I, I'm saying his performance was probably good. Like, I saw him in that men, women, kids, children, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> that Jason Wright movie. And he was pretty good. That movie wasn't very good. So he's probably good in The Cobbler. All right. Just wasn't a good movie. Fair enough. Uh, is there anything I should call us besides The Crime Machine? It's simple. I like it. It's like The Time Machine. H.G. Wells' The Crime Machine. Yeah, he's dead. He doesn't care what I do with his name. <laughs> Crime machine. I mean, all I could think of is puns. Uh, Crime machine. 
Definitely feels like a working title. <laughs> we'll think of something better. Crime. Obviously, crime rhymes with time. Yeah. Let, me, let me do some research on time. <laughs> Very research-heavy episode for you. <laughs> you know, I have came. With, I came to Droopy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that definitely helped jumpstart. You know. So. You could take the name of a song with time in it and put change it to crime. Like crime after crime. Or yeah, or like feels like the first crime. Or, does anybody know what crime it is? So far, none of these are good titles, but once again, just trying to get some juices going. Crime by Pink Floyd. Crime. <laughs> just call it crime. Crime has come today. Crimes like these. I like that. That's it. Crimes good. like these. It's crimes like these. To live again. So, do we continue that trend of the Foo Fighters just like slightly redo their song for the soundtrack? Yeah. You know, people like it when movies get like original songs for the soundtrack. It's like a little fun treat, and then it gives you an excuse to go buy the soundtrack. Extra money. Even though this one's really lazy, it's just the same song. Crimes. Oh, the other one does the same song too. Catman. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you make money. People like the Foo Fighters. Crimes like these. Cool. It's my bid to get that Jurassic Park money. Do you hear how much money Jurassic Park made? A ton. Billions. Yeah. So much. So much that they can build the real one. Only. But no, Sean, people just get really bored with it and they'd have to get new dinosaurs. Oh, don't get me started on this again. That's like what someone says at the end of a sitcom and then it freeze frames. Don't get me started on this again. Yeah. But on a podcast, it means Colin gets to pitch now. Uh, so, mine's pretty weird, I don't know how this will end up, <laughs> but it's based on a conversation me and Sean were having, like, what if there was a movie about an animal that could see through time, and I guess the way I feel like that would happen was, like, there's a scientist, he's working on a time machine, he, he goes to the trouble of creating it. He, he thinks it's going to work. And he's like, all right, I'm going to test it the next morning. But then overnight, he finds that, like, his pet animal... I haven't decided on what it is. Like, a pig. A pig. <laughs> okay. His pig got into his time machine and, like, chewed up a bunch of the wires and broke the thing. And now he can see through all of time. He knows everything that has happened, everything that will happen, all in the pig's mind. And everything that is currently happening. Yes, well, that's a given. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Yeah, could could he see what's happening in other parts of the world? Yeah, if you can see all of time, that means you can see the history as it's happening, Mm -hmm. as well as 
the consequences of the history before they happen. It's you're talking about like the most confusing thing you could make a movie about. Visually, I have no idea how you show a frame of this movie. Well, clearly, Sean, you do it like draft day does, where you have two sides of the screen that are different scenes, and then they overlap a bunch. Okay, so now we're are we introducing the idea of parallel timelines? I think you'd have to. Oh like, my like the, god! The pigs looking at different timelines. I guess <laughs> Just like you're watching like two movies at the same time. The yes. pig just like, oh, this one looks good. Just waddles over there. Mm-hmm. Are all these things that the pig's seeing, could they, are they tied to this one, his owner? Like, are they important to him? I think... So. Or are they all tied <laughs> together? For, for I, I keep thinking, like, the government tries to harness the pig for evil or something. And, and the guy just wants, he just wants to keep his pig... I don't know. I feel like he has to have some sort of special connection to this pig. I don't know if it would be a mental connection. Like, he can see what the pig is seeing sometimes. I don't know. Can he communicate with the pig? (laughs) Does he give a speak and say? What? You know those things? You know those little speak and say things? It's like a little keyboard, and you press the letters, and it has like a voice, like "Hello, my name is." Is is the like pig the that pig smart, can or can you just see through time? It's just funny seeing a pig like use a voice simulator machine. <laughs> I like that idea. And just thrown out there, you know who really likes pigs? <laughs> George Clooney. George Clooney. Not the guy be more of a nerd, but. Uh, it's George Clooney in his first role as a nerd. Yeah, so really tomorrow, nerd him up man. for like this one. He, like he was getting there with tomorrow. No, no, I he's assume. way bigger nerd. They use that Captain America technology to like shrink him down. He's <laughs> <laughs> really frail and skinny. He's got like giant glasses and like he's bald, sort of with a comb over. Braces. He's got braces. He's fifty-year-old man with braces. <laughs> Maybe he's got like, like a back brace or something. Uh, the pig. One of the things the pig should constantly see is like the future. Mm-hmm. Where like in the future, George Clooney's like this ripped warrior of the wasteland. I don't know. But like everything's gone wrong. I just imagine like all these different like. It's seeing like what's going to happen if certain things don't go into play. Or. I'm just trying to think of what the pig sees. Yeah, so does the pig uh, just of see all of time? or And it can step between parallel timelines, but can it step out of time and move forward or backwards at a different speed than we normally experience time at? In the third dimension. <laughs> I had a hard time processing that question. So... so the pig sees all the parallel timelines. And I guess because it sees all the parallel timelines, it sees all the consequences of them. Mm-hmm. So it can make good decisions going forward. But what if it realizes its mistake was eating this thing in the first place? Could the pig step out of time and go back to that moment and change history? I don't know. How would that happen? 
I don't know. <laughs> we are outside of the realm of known physics. <laughs> I, I, I didn't figure he could change time. I just figured he could he could just see it, and that was enough. I just wonder, what's he see that's so bad? It's like we got to try and change time. Because I feel like there's got to be something bad that happens. I feel like that's, that's, what he's that's to why the government has to come in. Like, maybe they're on the verge of a new world war or something. Okay, that's good. World War III. They're trying to, like... They're not even trying to see if this is a bad idea or not. Because they're just so evil that they're like, we're doing this fucking war. They want to use it to see what would be the right strategies to use in this war, I guess. And so... The scientist was like up against the deadline, right? When, when the pig, overnight ate the thing. So, <laughs> sure. so that would be the pig's incentive. Is not only does he want to avoid the war, he wants to protect his master. Because I imagine the government would come and like fuck his shit up when he misses his deadline again. Mm-hmm. What a dumbass excuse for fucking up! My pig <laughs> ate part of this time machine. <laughs> You imagine how they want to kick that guy's ass after they like? Why do you have a pig? <laughs> they would. They want to kick his ass so bad, and it's up to the pig to save the day. They're like, there's a reason it ate the time machine to save us. Good luck going into detail on this yeah, one. Since it's the most complicated thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Very elaborate. Why did we fight a new world war? Somebody pissed somebody off? Was it was somebody really upset over a World Cup loss? Is <laughs> that stupid octopus predicted the wrong winner? And then like terrorists killed the octopus, but it was like, hey, that was our that octopus is from our country. That's an act of war. That was a cool octopus. So it starts a war, and then the other guys are like, you know, I don't really like these guys anyways. And then these guys start fighting those guys. House of Cards. Maybe the pig has to stop the assassination of this octopus. <laughs> but, but, but see, we're going right back into, can the pig move through time? Other, you know, besides the way we move through time? I thought it just saw time. It's just gonna have to wait till it actually happens and then save the octopus. Okay. And he keeps trying to warn it that the whole movie about like saving this octopus. So, what the fuck like the about. one thing about this is since the pig can see all of time, like he knows exactly the path that everything works out. So this pig has got to be cocky as shit. <laughs> like the whole movie, he's like, "Oh, you think you got me? And you ain't got shit." And he like poops all over the place and walks out of the room. Sunglasses drop down his face and he doesn't <laughs> yeah. deal with it. Happens a couple times. Because uh, he has the like literally the ultimate superpower. There's there's nothing that can be done against this pig because he's already seen it. Can there be a crazy chef who keeps trying to catch the pig and try to eat it? <laughs> Think of how good that bacon would taste. The greatest pork chops you've ever had. Oh, it's like what? It's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> It doesn't really relate to anything else in the movie. It's like a subplot. Yeah. yeah. 
Alright, let's just think I of just all the people funny. that this pig could possibly piss off. But then, like, at the end of the movie, you find out that by chasing the pig, like, all of their lives work out way better. Oh. Like, that chef comes home at the end of the day and finds out that his bakery exploded because of pipes. And so he's like, thank God I was chasing that pig. Or I'd have died. Also pisses off, pisses off some farmer because it eats, it eats its crops. Okay. I don't know what else. Like, pig and then that do. farmer, like, comes home. <laughs> his house exploded because of the pipes. <laughs> Basically, just everyone's house exploded. <laughs> and the pig stopped them from being in their house when it exploded. And they all have just great homeowner's insurance. Oh, yeah. It's just the best. Like, remember at seven pounds when you're like, when Will Smith dies and then everyone gets all his organs? And it's like awesome. It's like that. But it's just like pig interactions. Good way to pitch it. It's like seven pounds with pig interactions. <laughs> oh, and it also see through time. Also, like, the most confusing visual effect you will ever see on film. So we attempt to render the fourth, fifth, and sixth dimension <laughs> on the two-dimensional celluloid. gotta see that in D-Box oh yeah rumble 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 <laughs> okay does um, the pig talk I don't think so not, I'm, I'm talking like it babe should talk style in a dream like, I was gonna say it should talk in a dream but it, and you, you see it on the trailer and you think it can talk but it's only <laughs> ah! Let's see. Kangaroo Jack. I feel like you've done this before in a pitch intense. <laughs> what movie was? <laughs> Talking animals are funny, but you do that for a whole movie is absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Good to tease tease people. I've seen Santa. I think it was called Claus and with the cats. You don't want to see a cat's lips moving unless this pig is just speaking telepathically in like a really calming. English voice Jude Law or something like that yeah. grumpy cat movie no, I remember it was that Bill Clinton movie that Nancy pitched and you wanted his Bill Clinton's pet gator to talk to him at one point but, oh yeah I love you Hillary but it's just a dream <laughs> Bill wake up Bill maybe yeah yeah right that's, that's just a good gimmick mm-hmm. I don't know I, I'm fine with the pig using a speak and say Oh right! Yeah, Sorry, I that, I was, that. that was a good idea. That's kind of, something like that feels very Spielberg to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like having having a toy being used in a science fictiony way. Well, it's funny to see like I'm having a pig type on something. It's like my name is whatever his name is too. My name is Time. <laughs> or like Tim. Well, a silent E. I guess what I was trying to do there, if his name was like that, you could call it the movie My Name is Time. My Name is Time. It's not a very good day for a movie. <laughs> time Seer. Yeah. Should we, around, should we get on the title? Yeah, we should get that. Lock, um, lock down. So I can see through all of time. 
Okay. That's not too tricky, right? I mean, time kind of sounds like swine. Ugh. <laughs> that would probably be a stretch. <laughs> you know, portents, like good portents, like a good sign. What if it was good pork tents? <laughs> people think it's about tents made of pig skin. Yeah, I see where you're going. I just feel like people are going to be How confused. How about pork tents? The pork nosticator. Like prognosticator? Yeah. Pork teller. <laughs> I like these, but maybe we should think of things that are real words. Port and Tyler. Um, Porkmen? Like Omen? Porkmen? They're just... Just Tyler. Sounds yeah. like men who are pigs. We are the Porkmen. The men who stare at pigs? Just Time Ham. Ham's a good word. Ham is a good word. Om ham. Hamageddon. Um, let me go with. Let me look for ham puns. Because these all have to be puns, I guess. Like puns. It's just the easiest way. I guess if we wanted to keep it in the. Uh, the pattern of our last two it could just be the name of a song with pork or ham thrown in yeah uh, the hams of time it's not a song <laughs> maybe pork stoppers <laughs> <laughs> uh, pork stoppers. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Pork Wait, stoppers. I don't care if I was pork stoppers. It's just as bad or good as anything else we've come up with. Okay, so you can go with that. So, do we want to go with a gimmick or vote now? It's not really a gimmick. I just figured we could do one more move. <laughs> John just pictured, just, uh, what did he do? He sent me a picture of Ham with John Ham's face on it. It's delightful. Yeah, I, I guess I just figured we could do one more movie, maybe. The two ideas was either like pitch whatever crap they would do for the sequel to Jurassic World, or develop this one movie I remember us like coming up with that's in a nerd vein. I don't know why I remember it so well, but I remember us talking about some movie called Professional Wrestling. And <laughs> Start like Paul Giamatti turning into Vin Diesel so he could become a professional wrestler, like he was a scientist or something. 
There you go. And yeah, there was, keep going. There was some subplot where his hands started turning the other way. So I think the title <laughs> of it was actually Professorial Wrestling Colon Backhanded Compliment. <laughs> yeah, his hands start twisting the other way. Maybe there's like something he like really used to like to do that really needs his hands to go the other way, so it's really tragic. He used to like to play cards, but he can't play cards anymore. He just shows his hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he can only backhand people. But he's wrestling, I guess. I wish I could remember like the threat of that. Mm-hmm. Aside from him trying to stop his hands from twisting all the way around. Because then there's, there's no going back once they're fully... In the new position. 180. But they're fully in their position for like 24 hours. But it's hard for him to accomplish anything with his hands going the wrong direction. Because he can't wrestle as well. No. He definitely can't wrestle as well. I'm sure there was an enemy. Who would it have been? Another wrestler, maybe? Or another scientist? I feel like that was it. It was another scientist. Well, I guess it's, it would be another nerdy actor who turns into a bigger actor. Okay. Who could that be? Who's a nerdy actor? I mean, there's a million. We already used Paul Dano. We used Jay Bruchel too many times. I mean, you could go either... Jesse Eisenberg or Michael Sarah. What if Michael Sarah turns into Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> he gets slightly more confident. He like doesn't have a very potent version of the formula. He turns into Jesse Eisenberg, but his voice is still Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah's done action movies. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg was in Now You See Me. It's not really. A, it's a magic movie. Magic action show. Uh, he's got American Ultra coming up. Exactly. And I guess he'll be Lex Luthor. Yeah, and they gave him like stupid hair. It's like, God, you just know he's gonna get bald. What's the point? So they can like rip it off and be like, you stupid baby. <laughs> There's the line. Stupid baby. And then they rub his head. They give him a noogie. Waka, waka, waka. Down to the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> That also happens in Professor Null Wrestling. <laughs> he takes, like, Goldberg and then gives him a noogie down to his skull. That seems like it could possibly kill someone. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> it does, and then he gets in, he gets investigated, and they're like, are you juicing? They find out, he's like, oh, he's using some sort of super drug. Some super science experiment. Professor Null Wrestling. <laughs> Because he's a professor. Exactly. So they find out that's like what leads them to people getting suspicious of him. Is Jesse I so Jesse Eisenberg is also a wrestler? I feel like it's just not, not as successful. It should be a bigger guy. But think about it. Like let's say he tries the same experiment, fucks it up, still does it. It's like I'm still gonna try to wrestle. Embarrasses himself. Then sees the professor doing so well. He's like, well, I have to expose him. And then. Like either like and then like after the noogie thing, he could like lead everybody like, hey, this is the guy. Like he's he's cheating. That's why he did the noogie. 
That's why he did the noogie? <laughs> well, that's why the noogie was so overly so effective. Content. The dialogue's not very well made. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Professor No Wrestling. <laughs> like a, a t- Backhanded compliment. A 12-year-old yeah. wrote it. It was actually, it's the first movie ever written by a 12-year-old. <laughs> the opening credits are in crayon. Take this axe cop. Yeah. It's pretty good. Maybe at the end, like, his hands are stuck and he's just stuck like that. But then he, like, learns that, like, it's what, it's the differences that make him beautiful. <laughs> And then he gets put in handcuffs. <laughs> well, that could definitely be a scene, right? Yeah, it, maybe it is like they're putting the handcuffs on him. And he's like, differences can be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he's just mumbling to himself. <laughs> There's no other, none of the other characters are still alive at that point. <laughs> and they take him to Alcatraz, too, which is in the sky. In the sky. Oh, usually Alcatraz 2 is like a submarine or something. Then it's Alcatraz 3. Why would you need Alcatraz 3 when Alcatraz 2 is in the sky? No, Alcatraz, you said because Alcatraz 2 is usually a submarine, so then it is. But he's going to Alcatraz Alcatraz 3 in the sky. Is it like a blimp? Mm -hmm. It's like a blimp. Like it's like four blimps carrying an island. Oh, one of those, one of those things that we see every day. <laughs> Sets up the sequel. Is him breaking out? He doesn't break out of, of this sky prison. <gasps> Maybe with his hands on backwards, he can fly. <laughs> Is that somebody like? Does somebody point up into the air and say that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with his hands backwards he can fly. Sequel is written by an eleven year old. You're like, you're all washed up, kid. We we got this new hot talent. That's the sequel. Professor Wrestling Was it baby? What what did you say? Baby's gotta what was the line? Which line? The baby line that the, the kid shouts when he points into the air. The maybe with his hands on backwards he can fly. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of the movie. Professional <laughs> wrestling baby with his hands on backwards that can fly. No spaces. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. All it's, one no, word. it's a hashtag. 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 So the sequel is yeah. Professional wrestling hashtag baby stands by backwards he can fly, and then visit the movie at hash at, at, well at professional wrestling baby with his hands on backwards. <laughs> I'll bet you there's no Twitter handle with that. Probably not. They they do a great campaign for promoting this movie. Yeah, I mean they had to spend money on something. It's like, what's your babies with his hands on backwards he can fly moment? Well, that's for the sequel, obviously. You can't say that for this one. It's like, what's the best backhanded compliment you've ever gotten? <laughs> you wear your weight really well. <laughs> Fill out those jeans nicely. 
right. You are eating those Cheetos. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. an observation. <laughs> You're eating the hell out of those Cheetos. There you go. <laughs> You're eating those Cheetos like a professional. <clears throat> professional. 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 <laughs> All right. So is that the winner? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So to recap, Catman Doom, uh, crimes like crimes these. like these, pork stoppers, pork stoppers, <laughs> and of course, Professor No Wrestling colon backhanded compliment and it's sequel and it's sequel I can't remember professional wrestling hashtag baby with his hands on backwards make a fly sure <laughs> which I don't think is what that hashtag started as but that's what it's become <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gotta be the winner right because none of these were that good. It's not. Oh, they I were mean, fun. it's not very nerds fucking up. But I guess it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. Just like this podcast. That's enough, right? You made it pretty far. You made it about eighty minutes. That's feature like. That's a movie. You could have watched a movie. You spent your time listening to this. Thanks for that. If you want to spend more time with us, go to mildlyplease.com or search for Mildly Please on iTunes. You'll find all sorts of podcasts. Some of them more serious than this. Some of them less serious than this. Some of them... I don't know if that's true. This might be the least serious podcast we've ever done. Eh, maybe not. We've done ones on candy and snacks. Those were very serious. Those were pretty heated. I'm though. pretty serious about that. It's true. We took them seriously. This was pretty silly. Well, um, hopefully Nancy will be back from orbit uh, and his Martian mission when we next talk to you. Uh, but if not, at least you'll probably have the three of us, and we'll be talking to you next time our whole universe was in a hot dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started way the earth began to cool the autotrophs began to drool neanderthals developed tools we built a wall we built the pyramids math science history unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang